everyone. Welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And this is our podcast. For the realistic SLP. Who's actively anti-racism. So Deb, what's up? How are you? How are you feeling? Coming from the weekend? I'm good. I have been taking it easy. I have just, I only see like eight kids this summer. It's wonderful. Um, I thought three of them are in the clinic. The rest are all on teletherapy and things are going swell. Yes. I see you are uh, enjoying your city, New York City outings, right? Like just yes. hanging out, having a cocktail outside, thinking about- o'clock sh- in the afternoon. <laughs> Whatever, you're not driving. No. Right? So no. you're 21. We right. don't condone underage drinking. And but, I'm all um, done with work because I'm only working at like 10, I'm a 10 o'clock kid and 11 o'clock kid. Whatever works. Yeah. Enjoy it now. Enjoy it until you, you know, build up your caseload. Then you have those back to back sessions where you Ooh. can't even have a sip of water. So yeah. Enjoy I don't even it. want to remember those days. I know, right? We should fight. The back-to-back session stigma. (laughs) Well, maybe we should also add that to our platform that we are anti-back-to-back sessions. You need to breathe as an SLP. I like two-minute, three-minute little breaks because I need to go to the bathroom. Right. And I wasn't always scheduling those. But I also like a half-hour break between, like, three kids. Like, you know, take a break instead of, like, kid, 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 kid. After six, it's done. I'm like, okay, we're going to, my brain is fried. Right. Is, I have six sessions back to back teletherapy. Oh, really? For the summer. Yeah. Nice. But I just push through, you know, with mm-hmm. my coffee in one hand and water with the other. But now. It's only I, six, so that's not awful. Not awful. I'll take it. Listen, yeah. listen, I'll take it. I'm able to work from home. I also, by the way, speaking of uh, taking breaks and sipping on uh drinks i have this kombucha wine wine nope kombucha tea but it's a rosé flavored so this is me having some rosé right now you know and apparently there's enzymes in here and probiotics and i just feel like being healthy on this day it's july 20th while we're recording Mm -hmm. and i am back on the wagon thank you thank you welcome me back everyone to the world of drinking i'm ready but I do not like this wine. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to drink it anyway. Welcome so, back. Yeah. Uh, what a warm welcome by Whistling Arrow. It's a 2018 California Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, this wine came from Bright Cellars, which I don't want to insult, but I can't say I'm crazy about all of their wines that they sent. They are not a sponsor on the show. No. If they wanted to be, we could be like, hey, do you want to redeem yourself? Right. Like you had mm-hmm. some pretty terrible wine on our show. And at least yeah. we were honest about it, you know. Uh-huh. And I vote but, drink it. I mean, sink you? it, sink it, sink, sink it, sink it. it. No, I vote sink it. Sorry. Sink that. I know. I actually had to pour down a little bit of wine down the drain yesterday because it was like not good. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I just can't. Sometimes yeah. you just like forget it. I keep making weird faces after I swallow. I could see that. Yeah. Um, also, you, what, yeah. Well, you need Mike to wash it, it down with uh, something. I, I have water. What were you saying with Mike? He so he hasn't loved these wines either. And yesterday we went to his parents' house in Jersey, and I was like, "Should we bring a bottle of wine 
And I could tell he was like, no, I don't want to disgrace my parents like that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you don't like the wine, you just re-gift it. Yeah. Step it up right, sellers. You better. We don't even want to give this to our parents. (laughs) And they'll drink anything. No, I'm just Right. So I have you, what you need is to wash it down with this cougar gold white cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. Special thanks again to Speech Sounds who sent us this cheese and it was so nice of them. And I've never had cheese in a can before. Yeah. And yeah. But it's, well, you, I think you, I brought some of this to your bachelorette weekend, birthday weekend. You didn't, uh, we didn't do the wine and cheese tasting. We were supposed to. Um, we did yeah. not. We but, didn't. Uh, it might have been when Maria was on a boat without me, which is cool because, like, I like autonomy over, like, I like guests to have uh, autonomy. And I could tell she was really broken up over the fact that I wasn't there, as indicated by her excessive dance moves on top of uh, boat banquets. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, Deb, I did manifest and put it out in the universe, and Janelle. And Jenny are my witnesses that we said, we're going to go on this boat tour. We are going to do it. And then the guy from the Airbnb texted me and was like, hey, you know what? Your hot tub is broken. I'm taking you girls out on the boat. And there was only three of us willing to go on it. Deb, you were nowhere to be found. Well, I couldn't find you. You were lost at sea. I was trying to move your car. And I couldn't find your keys. And then I found Janelle's keys. And then the key shattered into about six pieces when I tried to turn we got very nervous luckily my friend leah fixed it but um yeah you were lost at sea i thought you were hanging out with jimmy buffett i was not i was stand up paddle boarding and waving to everybody and nobody wanted to wave back to me because i was clearly not cool enough (laughs) to be on a boat until later that night i became cool overnight you know like Mm -hmm. in a few hours i was like apparently i'm cool now because i'm on this boat but not my boat (laughs) Just make that uh make that known. But do you know since today is July twentieth, it's a new moon. Ooh, what's that mean? So July twentieth, July twentieth, twenty twenty. It's the new moon, and the new moon now it's in Cancer, and that's our horoscope sign. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a uh article by Elite Daily, and it is in the show notes. So you could just Mm -hmm. scroll down, check it out. But I'll quickly read it, uh, just to give you a synopsis of it. A, a synopsis of it. Synops- a synopsis. A synopsis is what happens in your brain with neurons. A synapse. Yeah. A synapse. <laughs> Perhaps this article <laughs> will trigger some synapses in your brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? See what I did there? Do you yes, see I how did. I you did? Yes. You worked that in. I did. That's how I do it, you know? <laughs> so it's talking about that this is an a new moon right and it's always something to look forward to and at this point of the lunar cycle your spiritual slate is wiped clean and you're given another chance at a new beginning so new moons do represent new beginnings and of course now we are in the phase of cancer the cancer horoscope right so mm-hmm. here's what you need to know. The Cancer New Moon, it takes place at 1.33 p.m. So it already has happened. So everyone listening to this, you're already, well, we are, are already in the New Moon. So uh, Cancer, which is intuitive, the water sign. So if any Cancer's in here, like mm-hmm. Deb and I, mm-hmm. they'll really feel this difference. But uh, this New Moon 
opposes expansive Jupiter, which therefore is heightening the temperature, karmic Saturn, making the vibe very serious, and transformative Pluto, pushing you to overcome obstacles. Ah. So, yes, and it's saying that it will feel very intense, but ultimately empowering. Mm. And in order to get where you want to be, sacrifices must be made. The new moon is a reminder things don't just fall into your lap. It's important for you to work for it. So, uh, yeah, then they talk about Neptune and it has some more energy and creativity and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So apparently that is the time for this now. You know, this is the study of astrology, the stars and the sky and the sun and the moon and the location of the planets at the time. Not everyone agrees with this or finds it interesting or at all true. But I figured, hey, if we're going to record on the day there's a new moon, I might as well. Uh, yeah. Especially because it's new moon and cancer, and you and I are both cancers, so. Yes, and I have been presented with obstacles and challenges, for sure. Yes, so all right. I got my wedding dress fitting. The woman was like, you need to lose at least seven pounds. I was like, hi, it's been a quarantine, and I don't even know when I'm getting married, so you need to chill, is what needs to happen. And then, about 12 times, she told me that one of my boobs is bigger than the other, and, you know, the first two times I was like, interesting. And then the, the last two, I was like, I got it. Okay. I understand. <laughs> like you've said it a lot of times. Do you feel like she really highlighted your strengths and weaknesses there? Yeah, was I, it- she was like, because the boobs, they're heavy, heavy oh. boobs. <laughs> <laughs> this, this boob is <laughs> higher than this one. Like, Can't she like just- got it. Throw in some cups and some underwire. And and she's like, I, she's like, I'll fix it. I'm going to give you two different cups. I'm like, okay, because that makes sense. It's aligned with everything else you've been repeating. Um, uh-huh. Cool. And here's some fun tidbits about me. I'm asymmetrical. <laughs> but so is everyone else, I think. I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, hopefully she didn't make you feel too terrible about yourself. And she was just telling you no, facts. I'm wonderful. That's too okay. hard to do that. All right. But. I did want to talk about my good friend, Colin Jost. Sure. So he's taking the speech pathology world of social media by storm with his new book called The Very Punchable Face. Um, and the first chapter, is, after the acknowledgments and introduction or whatever, is called Finding My Voice. And this is where he describes that he did not speak until he was four years old. And he does... Um, significantly attribute his success to his speech pathologist from Staten Island University Hospital. Oh, Colin Jost is also a uh, cancer, also from Staten Island. Um, All right, so this new moon is new beginnings for mm-hmm. him, and it's intense, okay? This is not going to be an easy new moon. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's doing, he's chilling, so that's good for him. Um, All right. But also, he his wedding got canceled too. So we're all in the same boat. It's all happening to all of us. Um, anyway, so when I actually first met Colin, uh, when Mike opened for him at the Boston Improv, maybe it was like four years ago. And while I was in the green room with Mike and Colin during this weekend, I drew my first coloring book, Color and Speech wow. Book One. Yeah, so now I look back and I'm like, I wonder what Colin was thinking about me, like this girl that his opener brought with crayons. But we've been buddies ever since. Like, we're practically, you can ask him, we're like best friends. 
with asymmetrical boobs. Yes, yes, yeah. He probably doesn't know that about me, though. Well, now he does if you listen to this. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. But um, so he talks about how when he was younger, it felt like he was speaking underwater or trying to wrap in outer space. Um, When he first met me that weekend, he like took us to Harvard where he went and we were walking around and he he asked me what I do. I told him a speech pathologist and he told me how he, this whole story. From, From my perspective at that point though, it sounded to me like it was selective mutism. Mm. But now when I read that he wrote rapping in outer space or speaking underwater, I'm thinking there must be some motor planning there. What about his hearing? If it sounds like... Did it, it wasn't s- sounding. It was like he couldn't get the words out. Oh, so I was thinking like cluttering or stuttering. Also, it sounds like that too, because it also said that he had a difficult time. He felt like his mouth couldn't keep up with his thoughts. Mm. So it could be like mutism, fluency, apraxia, something. But right. um, yeah, he really just did like a lot of gestures and grunting. Wow. Yeah. And, and fun now fact. he's a comedian where he really exactly. relies on his voice and the timing to punchline and all the fun stuff you like to talk about so i won't right. i won't i won't use your spiel i'll let you uh well continue there you go for it but what i like to tell lots of times and i i don't know if this is good or bad advice but i do it all the time parents come to me with concerns with their children's speech and language developments and i always am like listen you don't know what's going to happen we're just going to do our best one of my friends didn't speak till he was four he graduated from harvard now he works on tv so you never know. Not saying because Colin found that success, everyone will. I'm just saying you never know. And I it's, think people find that comforting. I think so too. And there's really no benefit for the child or the parent or yourself if the mom is very anxious and just not able yeah. to like be like more calm and understanding of what's going on with their child because then they're not going to be like an active participant in their child's growth anyway you know like if you're talking to them about increased wait time and they are so anxious they can't wait and they're overly prompting or overly cueing their child and that conversation went nowhere so I think it's important to make sure the parent is like understanding what you're saying and maybe they do require some reassurance like what you just could tell them because you don't know and you don't want to you want to go in there with optimism because you don't know your energy introduces you before you ever speak so that's true you're going in there like very pessimistic and like Mm -hmm. doubtful or concerned then it's going to translate to your energy so yeah keep it keep it uh high energy and positive and you know you also don't even have to go to harvard because Michael Che didn't even go to college and him and Colin have the exact same job. So there are no rules. There are no rules and you never yeah. know in today's world, but maybe some parents don't even care if their kid goes to college right now. Maybe they just no. want them to be able to say like, I have a boo-boo, you know? So right. it depends on the parent and the situation. I always, I always say that, but I think it's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying like, there are right. a lot of different factors that lead us to all aspects of our life. And there is no like, right or wrong path or like and and the world is not filled with as many like absolutes as we make up in our brain Mm -hmm. good point good point Mm -hmm. so deb you have an interview right so coming up next this is is gonna be a two-parter because i could not stop talking to miss tashita hutton from you me and speech so uh stay tuned after these commercials and we are going to talk about 
actually, we have to talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Toys. This part. Yeah. So toys. First, we're going to talk about toys and activities and speech. Um, and uh, that's what Tashida and I initially set off to talk about. But then we basically, it'd probably be easier if we made a list of what we didn't talk about. Mm, okay. So we really covered everything. So okay. maybe this episode will be called Everything and Toys with okay. Tashita Hutton. Um, I don't know. We'll decide on a name. But yeah, so I always, if you follow her on Instagram, she's you, me, and speech. And if you notice, she's got the best toys, tons of manipulatives, felt this, farmhouse that, lots of like old Fisher Price toys that you would recognize from when you were a child. Um, she's got a lot of like fancy finds at, at um, what do you call them? Like garage sales and flea markets, or she inherited them, or they're hers from when she was younger. So, Maria, tell me, what toys do you like to use in speech? Well, I'm going to be basic right now with my rosé, kombucha, and my mm -hmm. cheddar cheese. I mean, not cheddar. Canned cheese. Gold, my canned cheese. Yeah. Um, I really like bubbles. I've been using mm -hmm. bubbles in teletherapy. They're highly motivating. And I like to go on Boardmaker mm -hmm. and get um, like a core language or just like a core board or just type in bubbles on boardmaker.com and see how we could target different things during bubble. So even just like everyone knows I love verbs, you know, so like different verbs that go with bubbles, like blow bubbles and they'll have the kid point and mom point using the board and then the blowing the bubbles and then pop the bubbles. Of course you could work on like turn taking and then even higher order. Right. So like, uh, commenting, this is fun. Like, Oh, fun. Do you like it? And then you could use yes, no, some more core words. So I really just like using uh, bubbles. And then if you're like, oh, I don't feel like this is enough. Because we know we SLPs. We're always like doubting right. ourselves. But, not but, me. I'm awesome. I mean, okay. I'm well, kidding. not everyone is awesome, <laughs> Deb. And I'm just I just kidding. want everyone in the new moon to be like, nope, not me. I'm great. <laughs> not worried about anything because I'm nailing it. No, I think everyone is nailing it because I the fact agree. Yeah, the fact that you care shows that you are nailing mm -hmm. it. I always say that. But I'm just saying as an added security, as some extra insurance, right. you can make a board to go with the bubbles and you could laminate it or just put in a sheet protector. And that's a great way right there. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever asking yourself like, ooh, just bubbles, that's it for a full session? Like, well, what about a board? And then like there's so many things. You want to make a big bubble, combining two words, a small bubble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. working on bubbles is great. I like Maybe bubbles. we should make boom cards with some um, some visuals, like big bubbles, small bubbles, and then people can do it at home with their if buddies. If you want to help me give a tutorial again of how to create the boom cards, because yes, yes. I clearly forgot. Cause I and was we can put that on to. Patreon so that everyone can learn together. Yes. Oh, okay. That so everyone works. check us out on Patreon. It's SLPs yes. Wine and Cheese. Patreon.com slash SLPs Wine and Cheese. I think it's pod at the end. I'm sure once you so. get to Wine and Cheese, it'll be there. I could put it in the show notes. Wonderful. I am sweltering. So I have to put this fan on. I don't know if you can hear it, but I am like pass out or have, have a fan. We have to decide what is more important. Um, <sighs> meanwhile, I almost got hit by a bus today when I was riding my bike. And then Whoa. some dude like pulls up an SUV and he's like, yo, you almost got smoked by that bus. And I was like, yeah. And then he pulls up to Mike. He was like, yo, how are you going to let your girl almost get smoked by a bus? 
Uh, <laughs> and then Mike was question. wanting to meet him, beat him up, but he's in a wow. car and we were on bike. So mm. yeah, not a good idea. Wasn't going to happen, but, um, I'm alive and I didn't get smoked by a bus. Good. Um, I'm glad to hear that. So a bike could be fun, but I don't know if you would ut- utilize a bike in therapy. So no. I don't know if you want to pick a different toy. No. So my to toy in therapy that I have, um, I like toys that come in pieces. Mm-hmm. the best. So like the pirate pop or the potato head or the piggy bank with the coin or I was the gonna cookie su- jar counter. Yes. I was going to suggest um, Mr. Potato Puzzles. Head, but I was like, yes. Yeah. Most I was people like, hate him because he's, he's used a lot. But I really feel like they hate him because they're like, no, more potato head. By the time they get out of early intervention, they're like, I've seen this dude every day. I don't want him anymore. I get it. I get that. All right. So, but yeah, you- so toys and pieces. And then I like point to what I want them to say. And if they do it, they get the piece, but they want mm-hmm. more pieces because the toy comes in pieces. So, um, lots of, those are the toys that I tend to buy. I don't love toys. Um, but I do admire other people who haven't carried them or if they have rooms where they keep toys, that's good too. Um, but I have to say my biggest hit toy last year that I did buy, um, because I wanted it. And I think that if the toy is intrinsically motivating to you, it will certainly be intrinsically motivating to your children. Right. I got, you know, that fishing toy and it's, I have that. And the fish I- pop up. I had that as a kid and I bought it too on Amazon because I was like, yeah, yeah, I love this toy. I used to play. I have that toy. It's yes, great for to- turn taking and collaboration, but I mm-hmm. have a toy story version. Ooh. So instead of the fishing pole, it's the claw and Ooh. it's the aliens. <laughs> so you have to get them. And a lot of kids are cheaters. Another skill to target. <laughs> social skills. Social yeah. Listen, no one like, will play listen, with you. I am not going to let you win. Right. Better chill. I was also going to say hand-eye coordination. That too, yeah. Very important. Also, right. dealing with frustrations, coping. Coping. Ter- going predicting. Into- predicting. Because it goes up and then down. Problem mm. solving. Because you're like, okay, so I can't get it out when it's slow. Right. How do we do this? And uh, I was going to say too, if you... Like the, cause they're like little pieces. Again, you could take them out. And if you have like, um, like an articulation board or a bingo board, you could put it on the word you want them to say. Or oh, right. Yeah. So like, oh, you picked out this alien or the blue fish and then right. it's like, oh, put, put it on one of your words. Like, oh, you said harmonica. Like, you know, yeah. you wanted to work That's on a great R. Idea. harmonica. Harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> You, know. you can also use it as a token board. So, like, maybe you start off with it empty, and then every time they complete a task, you add an alien oh. or a fish to it. Once it's full, the session's over, and that's when you both can play. I like that. By piece. That's why I like PC toys. PC toys are good. I agree with that. Yeah. PC toys are good. Mm-hmm. So should I keep telling more toys or should we continue? Well, I guess we can keep, uh, we can move on if you'd like, because I talked to Yoshida for a long time. We have to have two episodes of how long we chatted. Um, and we're going to find so much about her and her whole, her whole work history. And you're going to be surprised that she did a lot of, um, career changing within the field of speech pathology. So that's very interesting. And I can't wait to hear it. And now, Let's hold for a brief commercial break from our sponsors. 
This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by Biorum Speech Publications. Founder and SLP Jenny Biorum publishes up-to-date, fun, child-inspired speech and language products created for therapists by therapists. Biorum Speech Publications' goal is to bring fresh and diverse illustrations that speak to children. Check out their flagship product, Biorm Speech Sound Cues, as well as an abundance of other materials and resources at BiormSpeech.com. This episode is brought to you by Speech Sounds Visualized App, See Speech in Action. It is the only app in the world to use x-ray videos along with 3D animation to show how speech sounds are formed, packed with loads of features to accelerate learning. It is available now in the App Store and in the Google Play Store. Also, check out the show notes for a link to be entered in a giveaway to get the app Speech Sounds Visualized for free. Check out the show notes for more information. And now an interview with Tashita Hutton of You, Me, and Speech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb, and today I am joined by Miss Tashita Hutton. Say hello, Tashita. Hello, everyone. Now, you might know her better (laughs) as You, Me, and Speech on Instagram. She has a great feed where she posts videos of herself um, providing speech therapy. And I just have to say, you have the best toys all the time. The best of everything. Uh, We're going to chat more about that. You're welcome. Uh, We're going to chat more about that in a second. First, this is a wine and cheese SLP podcast. So uh, what are you drinking? Do you have anything? Yes, I do. I am drinking some sweet Moscato. My mom actually just bought me the bottle two days ago. (laughs) So I love to just have a bottle of Moscato with me. It's just, it's easy, goes down smooth. How about yourself? Yeah. So I um, have a wine. I've never, I haven't even tried it yet, Um, but it's a Chenin Blanc uh, by Wellfleet. And I've never had that grape, so I had to look it up. Um, Chenin Blanc is a white wine grape variety um, from France. Its high acidity means it can be used to make everything from sparkling wines to a well-balanced dessert wine, although it can produce very bland, neutral wines if the vine's natural vigor is not controlled. Now, this is a 2019 wine, which doesn't that sound like those shouldn't be ready yet? (laughs) yes I thought they had to actually ferment them for years for the taste to be really rich on the palate I mean that's what I've heard anyway yeah I mean I don't even know but this is 2019 so (laughs) who knows Um, okay but it's by Wellfleet and there's some oysters on it and uh, I'm gonna drink it now and I'll let you know what I think yes take a sip Oh, it's a very easy drink in wine. I think it's good. Um, I think I vote drink it. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, on okay. this show, we vote drink it or sink it. So do you vote drink it on your wine or sink it? Oh, yes. I, I vote drink it. I drink it all the time. And it's easy if you're not a heavy wine person. Mm-hmm. It just gives you a little bit of what you need from a wine without making you pass out. <laughs> good. That's perfect. <laughs> And uh, today I paired my wine with some water because 
you know, in this pandemic, I'm not stocking up on cheese. So it's been a little rough. Yeah. No, I just have the wine. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't have a snack today. <laughs> but yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. First, let us know where you're from, where you went to school, and how long you've been in SLP. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, you're going to eat Deb. Oh, well. <laughs> so, I, uh... <laughs> it's, okay, it's okay. Well, I can't tell. I actually have... Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. I'm actually from Long Island. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, which I know you know a little bit about the city, but I moved to Long Island when I was about five. Mm -hmm. My parents moved to Long Island, so kind of went to school, everything throughout Long Island, and then I went to college. I first went to Stony Brook because I had this crazy idea that I was going to be an obstetrician and deliver children and then I was like yeah probably not (laughs) then um I took a few sign language classes and I was really into it and I this girl was like I think you would be interested in speech language pathology and linguistics and I was like what's that and at the time Stony Brook didn't have a program so I started doing my research and they were like we're gonna get one we're gonna get one but I didn't want to wait and I had a lot of um pre-med courses which looked good at the time so I applied to NYU, I applied to Adelphi at the time to transfer, and I got into both, um, but NYU is like a million dollars, so I told yeah. them, no, thank you, and <laughs> then I ended up going to Adelphi and majoring in communication sciences and disorders, and then from there, I went to Teachers College Columbia University around the Woo. corner from your stopping grounds, because I know right. you're all up in the city, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's where I got my master's from. Very nice. You know that my regret of all of my college choices is that I didn't go to teacher's college for my master's. I wish that I had. I went to St. John's and I do love St. John's, so I don't want to say anything about that. Um, But I went to St. John's for undergrad and I feel Mm -hmm. a little bit about like maybe I did that because it was so comfortable. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, stay in the same place. Uh, Okay. But I guest lectured at Columbia two years ago or three years ago wow. now. Yeah, and I loved it. And I just thought, also, I worked at Caroline's when I was in college. So that would have been a much better commute, yes, <laughs> like Times Square totally. to Columbia instead of Queens. Mm-hmm. Yes, gotcha. Uh, yeah, so coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's okay. St. John's is good, too. I went to Columbia because I really wanted to to a Beyonce and the envelope ended up on the table and my mom like, before you go why don't you open this and then I opened it and I was like oh my god I'm going that's it I don't care and then that was <laughs> it so I was like whoever else said yes or no just throw them in the garbage it was yeah, like my time so I told her I'm going I did have to work because it's very expensive so yeah. they recommend you don't work during the program because right. they want you to give it your all but you're gonna laugh I actually worked from 10.30 at night to 6.30 at a place called YAI for um, Young Adult Institutes for Developments with Disabilities as a residential counselor. And really, you just work the overnight shift to make sure they're okay, if they need anything. So I would do that, and then I would go get on the train from Mineola to the city and go to school and then do it every single day. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy. crazy. Sometimes I cried. I used, I slept a lot in the commuters. Their campus is gorgeous. So once I found the commuters library and labs and classes, I would just sleep whenever I could. And then I got enough 
I just would do back and forth. That's how I study for the praxis. I would study mm-hmm. at night when we have to take that crazy exam. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was grueling, but it was only two years, but I loved it. I really did. Yeah, wow. That is uh, very impressive that you did that. <laughs> uh, I guess the timing worked out beautifully, but at the same time, I can yeah. imagine you were stressed and exhausted. Oh, yes. All the time. I had some good classmates. My peers were awesome. You know, they would nap with me before we had a class if we had like a three hour gap. So it was it was good. It was worth it. And then, of course, you know, begging to go because my parents helped me. So Mm -hmm. I worked in whatever I made. That's what I used to pay. And then my parents helped me with whatever deficit I had. And then after all of that, I can't say it's too hard. I don't want to go. So I had to suck it up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that woke you right up. <laughs> You're like, we're yeah, in this just... whether I like it or not. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think that shows a lot about you. You're obviously a very hard worker. Um But you're also just so like, so kind and easygoing in all of your speech therapy videos. I love watching them. Thank you. Absolutely. Um So... So how long, or how long have you been practicing? I have been practicing. You're going to laugh when I tell you, but I have been practicing for almost 15 years. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. Wow. It was a yeah. long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when I say that, people are like, what? Yeah, and no. the only reason I end up aging myself is if people ask me that question mm-hmm. or they ask me like what I've done as a speechy. And when I get into that spiel, they're like, wait, that's usually when they're like, oh, right. <laughs> so then, so yeah, what have you done as a speechy? Let's, I'd like to hear that part of the story. So I started out with a uh, special education population in New Jersey. I absolutely loved it. Um, I did did that for like two and a half years and then I applied to Super Duper. And I was like, ah, Super Duper. I don't know if they're going to call me back because it's Super Duper. Uh Wait, let me make sure you can hear me. Can you hear me still? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. (laughs) So I I applied to Super Duper thinking they were not going to call. I was like, I was always making stuff at my Mm -hmm. first job. Because with the, that population, it's challenging to find common materials because some of my kids were so low and a lot of the super duper materials were too high or they were too distracting for our population or mm-hmm. they had like weird caricatures, which you know could throw off our kids visually. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make everything. And then one of my friends was like, you make a lot of stuff. You should probably see where this will take you. And then... I saw that they were hiring and I was like, get out, no way. So I applied and then they called me back. I was like, hey, this is super duper. And I was like, no way. So (laughs) they were like, we want to fly you down to South Carolina. And I was like, whoop, South Carolina, that's different. And no, we like your resume, come on down. So I went down there and I have to tell you that when I walked in, it's like a Disney castle. She made her headquarters. I've heard that. Yes, like the Disney castle. So I walked in and I was like, this is so cool. And then all the rooms had a theme and she was like, we're going to go have your interview at the Egyptian table. And I was like, this is weird, but cool. So we go in this room, everything's Egyptian. We go in another room, everything is like beach. It's so cool. So we did the interview and she was like, I encourage you to take in the town. It might be a culture shock for you. 
if this is something you really, really want to do. And then let me know by that following Monday. So they flew me down. I stayed for the weekend. I hung out with the other SLPs there. And at the time, it was only one other um, African-American SLP. And she said when they were going through the piles of resumes, she said, Tashida, that's exotic. Let's call her. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> and then she said, we need, we need some exotic things in the office. So she, she actually thought of our own country. Oh. You're black. And I was like, yeah. yeah. So You're like a shocked. fun Long Island. But, um, <laughs> she was so excited because she was like, she wanted to like shake it up and make sure we were. She was like, oh, I loved your resume. I just, I want, I loved your name. I loved everything. And it sounded like you really, you know, were intellectual and passionate. So, you know, I wanted to give you an interview. So I liked it. Of course, went back to Jersey, told my dad, listen, I want to move to South Carolina. He's like, what? <laughs> Why? And not only South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, which is very like out there country, rural, very like not New York. So he said, why? And I was like, I get to research and market and develop. I get to have my name on things. It's going to be great. And he's like my biggest supporter. And then my mom was like, you're crazy. But my dad was like, let her go. So in resigning, everybody's like, are you sure you want to do that? I was like, yes, I get to see the other side. So I did it. I absolutely loved it. I got to see how like an idea gets from like just a piece of paper with the artist actually doing what you want to even working with like professional board certified people in the field that have like degrees and represent Asher. Like we'll have to call them. And if they're making a book with us, they'll say, okay, this is what I want in the book. And you're like writing all this down. So it kind of helped me get like my geeky side of being an SLP out of me because uh-huh. I love stuff like that. Yeah. And then you also have to do consults. So once a day, they put you on the phone and any person in the world can call you and say, hey, I have a question. I'm working with somebody who has this. Can you help me? And that really helped beef up my therapy skills. Uh-huh. Because like it a hotline? Be, yes. It was Ooh. called SLP Helpline. Oh. And we got calls from India, Russia, everywhere you can imagine. And uh-huh. you had to just figure it out. Of course, we have resources and books, but you had to kind of just figure out. So people would say, Hey, I have, you know, a child that's not talking. What do you recommend? What should I do? And you would, that was what one day out of the week you had to do that. And then they also, of course, sent you to conventions. Like, you Uh know, they send us to ASHA and we had to do like a lot of representing. I had jurors with some of the conventions that we had to do to represent either a disorder or what was hot at the time. If we were doing a new product and the product development was the probably the most interesting to me because we would bring kids in from the schools to test them. They had like their own lab on site and they had their own photographer on site. So all the pictures that you see, she takes them in that, in that Disney building, everything she does right there. She Ah. does absolutely nothing outside of there, the shipping, everything. It's amazing. It's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. That sounds great. So then how long did you stay? I was there for, you're going to laugh. I was there for a little over a year because after being there away from everyone, I was like, where's my family? Yeah. So I wanted to then switch it up and work with like birth to three, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to find that in like a salary oriented job. So I found this agency, I think it was called EBS Healthcare at the time. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, we have an infant and toddlers program in Maryland. You want to try it? And I was like, yes. So when I went there, I did preschool and then birth to preschool. So I did a combination of going in the homes 
and then working in a few preschools. And then they also put me in the library. And you know how libraries have these programs for kids and they could come. So yeah. they told the librarian, we're going to, it was like story time with the speeches, which at first I was like, this is insane. Who's going to come? But at right. first it was like, you know, a few people, but then by the time we were done, all of these kids were coming and yeah, I, had, like, I knew, I knew you were a draw. Time. I knew. People <laughs> <laughs> so then you just started selling out the library. <laughs> you're so cute you just had a packed house just did you have any (laughs) like did you have to did you get to pick the stories or yes so what I did was no we had to create everything and then Mm. we did that in the library then we actually did like a preschool learning class in like uh in like a church too so we had to plan the lesson the story so I had story time but I also had a speech box and then the kids would take turns um, coming up and touching the speech box. And it was just filled with all kinds of things that I would use to create sound. So like a slinky, we'd imitate and open it and be like, boom, boom, up, down, you catch, I catch. It was literally just making a lesson out of whatever you had in the box. And mm-hmm. they loved it. It was a lot of fun. And then I did that for almost two years. And then I came back to New York and oh wait no I went to Maryland I can't yes I came back to New York I'm all over the place <laughs> I came yeah, back to New York and then I was working in a charter school which I um I did like a lot but it was when charter schools were getting big yeah. and it was like what do you learn what are they learning like how, how's the structure it's very weird in charter school sometimes yeah do you have, I- do you have experience with that a lot like a lot of my career has been in charter schools um and and I've been in some that were new and some that have been around for a while. So I definitely can understand where where you're coming from. But um, you were awesome there, by the way. You were your office. I used to be like, how did where did she find the time? I want to do that. Your office was amazing every single year. Because I don't know if you know this, but I think when you had first started your page, I wasn't like into Instagram and all of that. And I remember you were drawing in this notebook. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. And then you just like blew up and it evolved into like this amazing yeah. thing. But I, I was watching when you were drawing in all of these notebooks and I was like, oh my God, she's so talented. I really appreciate you saying that you liked my drawings and stuff. Um, but I, I did that out of desperation because I was, I was a young SLP. It was my first licensed year. I took on way too many cases. I was... Uh, also like um just newly single so you know just workaholic at that point and then i i was driving to all of, of these cases and uh and i was in brooklyn so it's not like i could just park right out front of where i was going i might have to park like two blocks away um mm-hmm. so i didn't want to carry anything and uh, so what I would do is I would just ask the parent to supply a notebook if they could. And if they couldn't, then I just got one. Cause it's like one mm-hmm. notebook. What's that? 99 cents compared to like toys or things that I would have to buy. Um, yes. and then I would just use the crayons from the school. I wouldn't even bring crayons and, um, I would draw whatever acti- activity I wanted them to do. And I, and I would, if I couldn't draw it, I would Google image like turtle coloring page and I would look at that and then draw it because then it would just be black lines to kind of like copy mm-hmm. and not so like a amazing. detailed picture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's so how good. I started. So it's, it's wild. The, but it's, it's crazy how many different things you can do as a speech pathologist. Like 
you just blew my mind with your library time and super duper. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I tell people all the time, like we, we can do so much. Like you think you scratch the surface, like, you know, I'm more care in a preschool, I'm in a hospital, but you could do so many things. And like you create so many things. I'm obsessed with everything. Thank you for everything that I have won from you and that I have bought from you. It's like, and then the parents are like, where did you get that? And I was like, oh, she's fabulous. I'll, I'll get some more for you. Don't worry. But I mean, oh, it's really you. like evolved and it really also told, taught me, I do have a lot of um, toys and things, but I'm not a shopaholic. I have little ones and I right. just steal their toys when they're done. <laughs> that's all I do. <laughs> that's what I wanted to ask you. So uh, originally I was like, we got to get on, we got to get you on here just to talk about like all these amazing <laughs> toys that you have. I was Thank thinking you. that some have to be yours or, or your family's when you were little, cause you look like you have like those more like vintage toys too. Yes. So some of the vintage toys, I actually um, have worked with some amazing parents and mm -hmm. some of my parents that have worked with for a while that are actually trying to transition their kid out of a specific toy or concept like Elmo by 12, this mom's like, if you can help me get him off of Elmo, I will give you everything. And I was <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So we worked and worked and worked. And she had like the vintage clips radios where you stick a little clip inside and it plays a musical clip for like 30 seconds, which I love because my kids used to love to work for music. And I was like, sometimes I don't always want to have have the big screen of YouTube and kids still love Disney. Thank God for Disney to keep making comebacks and keep yeah. reintroducing the characters because I have all these Disney clips of like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast right. and Winnie the Pooh. And I was like, the kids are not going to learn know about this, but they do. And they ask for it and it's yeah. perfect. It's only like 45 seconds. They get to earn it. We get a little star and I can get back to business. So yeah. some of the vintage have been donated to me. Some things I'll see and I'll be like, I think I have to have that. <laughs> some things that I buy sometimes have absolutely nothing to do with speech, but I'm like, I'm going to turn that into something. Right. But um, I've figure something out. <laughs> right. But I've inherited a lot from uh, my, my little ones and mm -hmm. my current job. I work at a special education preschool. They have so much resources and they like to purge. So at okay. each year, they're like, we're giving away everything in the basement. Take what you want. And I'm like, really? So yeah. I got to do that. My mom is really big at going to garage sales and consignment shops. And she'll like FaceTime me. She's like, you need this? You want this? It's a dollar. Yeah. Take it. Do this. So that's how I've kind of accumulated everything. And then with our speech community online, if I see somebody using something and I feel it really be beneficial to what we're doing, I'll ask for it. But watching you help me how to like literally do therapy with like a sock and that's it, <laughs> or just a pen <laughs> and a piece. It's perfect because it prepared me for the pandemic because I'm seeing kids now. And I, it's funny. I saw how you are all um, in your face shield. That's me too. Yeah. Same thing. Face shield, window mask, everything. So you're, so you're you still doing face use. to face? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I work at the preschool, but the preschool is remote, but I work at a private practice and mm -hmm. that is in person. Okay. So we have to have the face shield. We have to have the thing with the window, mm -hmm. gloves, everything. And you cannot have this parade of toys like I'm used to because you can't cross contaminate germs. Right. So it's really got me into grab a marker, grab a dry erase board. I literally have like that's holding up for kids and like a felt board and just sticking stuff on so it really kind of 
help me be flexed. I have a toy and I could get down on the floor and get in with the kid. That's great. But right now it's all about no germs. So right. <laughs> when I'm with yeah. the kid, a lot of uh, dry erase drawing and, you know, of course you can do anything with dry erase. So I could target yeah. yes, no vocabulary, sight words, because all you got to do is just erase it and draw again. And then of course, thank goodness for tablets because you can do the boom cards, you can do you know, short videos and apps on the iPad. So it's really taught me how to be very flexible. And what I do end up doing is the notebooks, I make them for the kids. So like Lovely. if a parent says, you know, I would love a lot of things to do, I'll say, give me a notebook, we're gonna pass it back and forth, and I'll always add to it. So in this time, when I'm um, doing teletherapy with one of my little ones, she has a notebook right there. So she Perfect. has everything. I remember you were like, I know how to do therapy just a mark and I was like yes I need to know how to do that too <laughs> yeah so today was my first day back uh working at my clinic that I work oh, wow. at yeah two days a two days a week and mm -hmm. um yeah I had two evals and one kid to see and I Ooh. did not I knew I, I I read all the COVID stuff and I was like okay I got the procedures down but I had no idea how much time it was going to take to like really clean everything that I used um, between sessions. So by my third one, I was, I was like not using any toys because I didn't want to have to like clean them all one piece by piece again. Yep. I understand. Yeah. I understand. There's lots of things to take into consideration now. So drawing for me is going to, well, not come back because I already, I still draw like almost every day, but, um, that more of that live drawing. That's so good. Yeah. Yes, I like it. Yes. I mean, it really, I really enjoy it. And um, Maria, mm -hmm. my co-host, she always tells mm -hmm. me I do too much all the time. Um, but I think that's just <laughs> me. I think I'm just extra mm -hmm. in general. That's okay. Yeah, right? Of course. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, girl, don't worry about that. I'm, I'm right behind you. Right behind you. And I like that if you, the drawing works because if you don't have it, you can draw it. And that's kind of what I learned at my first job because they had all of these super duper materials but you had a kid that couldn't sit and could care less about a picture card. So I was like, I have to get creative. Mm -hmm. I have to make, so I could completely understand and relate. I'm just, you're just doing amazing at it. It's just your patron, everything. Oh my God. I have to talk to you like after this, cause you're just so inspirational <laughs> and I just oh love goodness, everything. And then I know you also have some talents. Do you play the guitar? A bit. Yeah. Um, yes. I am not, I am not as good as I should be for as long as I have been playing, but I get okay. into, I get into like moods, like I get into mm. like three month moods where I'm like, okay. I'm really into it and then it fades mm -hmm. and then it comes back and I have to like mm -hmm. kind of re-remember the songs that I know. Um, gotcha, gotcha. I was talking to, I had on this, uh, did an interview last night with um, this guy, Gabriel Mayers. He's a musician okay. and I'm oh. like a super fan. I was like, do you want to be in my oh. podcast? And I had to like figure out how I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> like why mm -hmm. you should be on here. Um, right. But like I was telling, I asked him when he started playing and he said he was 17 and I got my guitar when I was 15. And I just remember thinking like, I'm so old. I'm never going to be good enough. <laughs> to know how to play well, which was such a silly thought. You are not old. 
I know, but even at <laughs> even at 15, because I was watching like E! True Hollywood Story a lot as a kid. And then you see like Britney Spears, three years old, Star Search. Yes. And I'm like, you got to start early. Justin I didn't... Timberlake, all of them. Yes. Yeah. They were like the Mickey Mouse Star Search buddies. Exactly. Yes, so, yes. so from my perspective, I was like, no one put me in at three. I'm already behind. Mm. So I no, didn't, I didn't fine. have faith in myself. And now I think that's my number one advice to everyone. Just, you know, have some faith in yourself. You're going to surprise even yourself Ooh. with what you can do. Uh, I needed that. Thank you. That was awesome. Well, awesome, I, awesome. I get so much from your videos that you post and I'm just so you're glad so as soon as I saw you start posting those, those videos and I started following you, I just was like, you know what? I'm so glad because I'm posting these videos and yeah, they're doing well, but like, it's nice to see somebody else doing something similar to me. Like you're, you're taking the videos and it's like the same angle as I am. Like you're not, you're not like trying to make everything perfect and neither am I. Right. And like, that's fine. And it's yes. better than fine. It's who wants anything perfect. Cause then it's like yes. not authentic. Um, yeah. And you've got to love the oopsies in therapy. The oopsies is like a therapeutic moment. So when things fall and the kids are like, oh, and they crack up and fall out of their chair, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 I'd rather post something like that than something useful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, so what you always have, like, that's more special than mine is like your, your manipulatives. And it, you really made me think like, you know what I have to do though? I do, I'm so drill based. I'm so exercise based. I'm so drawing based. Mm-hmm. I need to, to play more. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I thought about that from, from your Instagram thinking like, you know, it is, I think I do enjoy the drills. Cause I think I see a lot of progress and I'm, I'm a little yes, tough. You but always have to go back to drilling because yeah. I feel like when you lose the drilling and you start to reintroduce it, they're like, why are you making me do this? So I have to make sure that I do incorporate that because if you move away from that too much, they get like fatigued once you start going heavy, like, okay, this trial, okay, next thing, next thing. Yeah. So I try to make a nice mix and make sure that I do play, but I do do evidence practice and I do make sure that we still have fun and I'm not a crazy SLP. So it's like a combination of all, because then sometimes if we're just drilling, they're like, I don't want to go to sleep. (laughs) Exactly. So you're always trying to find that balance, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is just nutty to me. Um, But I remember like maybe it was my third or fourth year, uh, as an SLP. And I was like, I was getting gassed up because people were like, wow, Mm -hmm. you're doing such a good job. And like every Mm -hmm. parent loved me and every kid was doing well. Of course. Well, thank you. It was, (laughs) I was surprised. I'm like, it's so crazy because like I'm the, I'm the friend in my friends, like I'm the least cool always. Like I, I'm the way you used to work at Caroline. It doesn't matter. All my friends, you're a comedian. You did stand up girl. I did my research on you. (laughs) I know all about you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all those people who I became friends with are way cooler than me. They're on TV. They're doing cool stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm always like the, the least cool of the the cool people. And um, I'm the youngest out of seven kids. So like my whole life, I thought I just break things, oh, wow. but really I'm just the youngest. So they didn't want mm-hmm. me to, they're like, don't let her hold it. She's going to drop it. And I'm like, what? I don't know how to hold things, I guess. Like, I didn't know. Um, so, so when I started doing this Instagram, I was like, holy crap, people like me, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, 
Oh, a lot of people <laughs> like you. I'm trying to get there. Well, thank <laughs> <famous>. you. <laughs> I that I, I really appreciate that. That makes me feel like I'm I'm not I'm doing it for the right reasons, I guess. Um, you are. You are. But um, what I wanted to say was like, yeah, I was getting like really gassed up because of all of that, and um, then. I, I remember just one, one week in particular, I decided it's just going to be a fun week in school and the whole week we're going to play games and none of my kids could play games. All they Mm -hmm. did was fight. Everyone fought whose turn was it? Who's leaning on it? Who can't reach the board? Who wants that color? And I'm like, this is why you need to play because it's like everyone needs to collaborate and cooperate and negotiate Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. communicate. Yes. So yes. it can't just be the drilling. And that was a, that was a, um, what it happens, like a punch in the face, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a kick in the stomach, a kick in yeah. the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So then I, I'd see you and then all your toys and I'm like, you know what? I really need to, I need to add like more elements of play here. And I have. You know, what helps with that? I, I felt like when I was in the charter school and I had the higher kids, I was able to do so much more in terms of like just drilling, reading comprehension, auditory comprehension, and, you know, articulation where I could be okay with like a piece of paper in front of them and they could sit and click and do their thing and count their trials and stuff like that. But then if you stick me in a a preschool, a autistic preschool or a school with children with autism, excuse me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. It's like, you can't have a piece of paper and like a checklist because they're going to be like, no. Right. right. (laughs) Or they'll take it and rip it and look at me like, yeah, I did what you wanted. Right. So that really put me in my element of not just play, but kind of reading where they are because Sometimes I'll have like this great thematic session set up. I was like, yes, we're going to rock it. And then they get in and they're having the worst day ever. I had this cute session set up one time for this little girl. I had all her cute little princess figurines. And she was tired because she didn't go to bed till like three o'clock that morning. Mm-hmm. And I came to school and I had everything ready to go. And I kid you not, Deb, she came, she sat on my lap and she put her head right here. And I was like, well, we can't sleep for 30 minutes. So we have to do something or else they're going to come in here. Say, right. They're going to be doing? like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. So I was like, either you need to pick a song and I'll rock you to the song or I'll, you know, we can rub and hug each other and take turns, but you gotta do something. Okay. So she ended up picking songs for us to sway to. I would have her choose what leg she wants to sit on and make her ride this leg like a horse and ride that leg like a horse and pick her up and put her down mm-hmm. just to keep her awake. Right. Yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. <laughs> so it does, you do have to be prepared for like, yeah, like everything. Mm-hmm. our show everyone thanks for listening to slp's wine and cheese if you love the show and you want more content check us out at patreon.com slash slp's wine and cheese also follow us on instagram for updates regarding when you're going to get to hear the second part of my interview with tashita hutton you me and speech on instagram later on in our interview we talk a lot more about our personal experiences and current social issues so stay tuned for part two of that interview